Mark Borowitsky, Borowitsky from the Ottawa Senators, <laughs> who you may remember from such very awkward video interviews as <laughs> the one with owner Eugene Melnick from last season. He apparently uh, stopped a robbery from happening during Ottawa's road trip in uh, in Vancouver a week ago. And basically what happened was this guy was kind of walking down the street and Borowitsky, who had split off from his teammates to go do uh, some shopping for like baby food or something. Orga- organic baby. Organic baby food. Uh, he saw the guy looking suspicious and then sure enough, the guy broke into a car and tried to take a big bag. So then Borowiecki uh, stepped in and tried to, like, you know, stop him and get him to put the bag down, but he didn't. So then Borowiecki knocked him off of his bike and, like, kind of wrestled him away from the from the bag. So uh, he gives a whole long interview by with Sportsnet that you should definitely look up because it's pretty <laughs> it awesome. a huge media scrum he had, too, in Vancouver. Yeah, uh, he tells the, the whole story kind of verbatim of how it goes. Uh, it's about three or four minutes long, so we're not going to play that whole thing, but here's a little clip from that. Him and he got on his bike, threw the bag on, and he took, like, I don't know, like five or like three hard pedals towards me, thinking, I don't know if you thought I was just going to ram me or if I was going to jump out of the way. Um, and I had my baby stuff in my right hand, so with my left arm, I just kind of, like, reflexively, like, I'll clear the air. I didn't, like, like, you know, my first thought was if I absolutely destroy this guy and he gets hurt, like, what are the legal ramifications for me here because I could have done some damage so I was like try to do this as gently as I can so I just like kind of hooked my left arm and sort of like under his arm and like pulled him off the bike to the ground and like that was the same arm that had the bag so I had like his arm and the bag on my left left arm I think and uh he was like down kind of like trying to get away from me swearing at me and I was just ready like kind of like waiting if it can't be pulled something sharp I was gonna drop my baby supplies and crack them one. But, so good uh, stuff there. Borowitsky. And then, uh, so people are calling him Boro cop, uh, <laughs> the Ottawa senators official Twitter handle, which has been pretty good known to be pretty good over the last you know mm-hmm. year or two that we've been doing this The opposite of the product on the ice. And I said a year or two, it's definitely only been a year plus. <laughs> uh, but so they, <laughs> the opposite product. so they did a, a thing where they put his face over RoboCop in a clip of RoboCop. And RoboCop was breaking up a robbery in a gas station. And there's this, like, innocent bystander elderly couple, right, that's in the gas station. And at the end, you just see Borocop walking away from the gas station. The gas station is exploding behind him. (laughs) And so somebody responded to it and said, hey, did that elderly couple just get blown up? (laughs) And the Ottawa senators just wrote back, yes. Collateral damage. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Pretty good stuff. Really good stuff. Well played by the Ottawa Senators. Well played by Mark Borowitsky, who still, I love that he still just goes no front teeth. He doesn't even yep. put in fake ones. Like when he's not on the ice, he just, he just <laughs> rocks I it. love the image of him fighting off a robber with one hand while the other hand's holding a bag of organic baby food. Yeah. And <laughs> this guy who's carrying a bag of organic baby food and fighting off a robber, again, doesn't no have front any front teeth. Sound of Hockey episode 64. We're calling Uh-oh. this one the Mikhail Granlund episode, which is not Minutia. Hashtag Minutia. You know why? The default? He's a default? No, because he's not in the wild anymore. Yeah, he he got traded last no. year. That's right. For Kevin Fiala, uh, which many people thought was kind of an unfair trade because it was a one-for-one deal, a known quantity. Versus Minutia. Versus <laughs> a, a young up-and-coming player. But Mikhail Granlin is not having that great of a season so far in Nashville. So, uh, you know, we'll see. Um, anyway, I, I, I do have a fun little thing about Mikhail Granlin. Did you guys know that he is actually a national uh, hero in Finland because during the World uh, championships, I think it was world championships before he became an NHL player. He did the Michigan slash lacrosse goal. Oh, okay. Ah. And he actually is on a postage stamp in Finland. Wow. So oh, he's, wow. yeah, he's, he's very, that's very well loved in Finland. Is he like into like extreme stuff or something? Mm, I don't think that's him. You're probably thinking of someone else. No, it's definitely him. <laughs> hmm. anyway, what kinds of things? I don't know. I extreme what? Like rock climbing and oh. crazy stuff like that. So I don't think I knew that. That might be Nino Niederreiter. Maybe it is. I know Dino Niederreiter rode on top of like an airplane. And it's like some like other that. former wild player. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We're definitely deep in minutiae now. <laughs> yeah. My intent was not to go there. All but... right. I apologize. That's my fault. <laughs> yeah, it's always, on me. That's on me. Dragging us into that. Yeah. Speaking of minutia, we have a new review for you from the Spucky. 
Oh. All right. I don't know. Uh, five stars. It says, best hockey pod in the PNW. My husband is a goalie who has oh, been oh, suggesting boy. I review this show, so I'm finally caving. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Mr. Spucky. Uh, these guys do a great job of balancing discussion about the pro leagues, juniors, and college. There are hilarious ongoing inside jokes and great themes from show to show, like whenever Darren encounters the name Poljajarvi. <laughs> Usually, it's an audio version of running into a wall and then spinning tires, which also coincidentally describes Darren's Minnesota Gophers, parentheses, we're North Dakota alumni, ask Darren how the latest series went, hashtag minutia, parentheses. I I sense danger here, danger, danger. Keep up the great work, guys. Uh Go Sue. S-I-O-U-X, not S-U-E, S-I-O-U-X, yes, and go crap weasels. Now, a couple of things here. (laughs) First of all, thank you for the five-star review. Yeah, that's that's awesome. It was a good one, Really great. That's a a very well-done review. But there are some factual inaccuracies in your (laughs) statement there. First of all, I did not go to University of Minnesota. I went to University of Wisconsin, so I am not a Gopher fan. I actually kind of disliked the Gophers. I grew up a Gopher fan as a kid, but then once I went to Wisconsin, I became a Badger fan. So now I actually actively root against the Gophers. Second thing, go Sue. That's a little problematic because <laughs> I know that there are a lot of North Dakota fans that are really fighting to hold on to that nickname, but it was done away with because it was considered to be uh, not the most respectable team name out there. So just saying. Well, just saying. so here's an interesting the thing. Or something like that. The Fighting yeah. Hawks is their new name. Which here's like here's, here's what somebody told me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm doing this off a memory conversation I had in the locker room. Yeah. But the Sioux name was up for vote with three of the the nations or the tribes uh, around Grand Forks. Sure. And if all three voted and approved the name, they would kind of continue the name. But two out of three did, and the third one refused to vote or put it to a vote. Interesting. And so it did not get voted. This is how it was described to me. So there might be some factual inaccuracies and I had to remember it correctly. Um, But so that is why they dropped their name, not because it was considered, but either way, like that's, that's a decision that they made that they're much closer to that. So So one thing that I learned a long, long time ago is that, and the reason that Sue is considered to be not so respectful is because the name Sue is not what the tribe called themselves. That was either Dakota or Lakota was the name of the actual tribe. Oh. Sioux was actually a disrespectful name that a na- like a warring tribe called them. And I think the the yeah, and I think the translation ah. of Sioux was something like snake like or something like that. Like it was a, a disparaging name that a warring tribe called them. So yeah, so a lot of people grew to know that tribe as the Sioux, but that wasn't their actual ah, name, like what they called themselves. I so, that. The more yeah, you know. The more you know. Yeah. Get so hopefully the, getting back to the review though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What I love about this review is anything that gets Darren to go on a soapbox like he just did. Is, That's a is, good is, review. Is a very, yeah. very excellent yeah. review. Well yeah. done. It was very More well done. That. Very well done. By the way, uh, intros, I'm Darren Brown, at Darren Fun Brown on the Twitter, joined as always by Andy Ide. Hello, Andy. How's it going? I'm at I'm at Andy Ide on the Twitter. <laughs> Forget your name I there. I forgot what's going on there. And, of course, John Barr. Hello, John. Hello, everyone. Uh, NHL to Seattle on the Twitter. We are coming to you from Bar Down Studios in Seattle. We're going to start with a quick WHL update from our WHL correspondent, Andy Ide. Hello, Andy. How's it going? There's, there was some news. <laughs> I'm Andy, Andy Ide. <laughs> I think we do this every time. Uh, there was some big news in the local the local teams here, anyway. Some movement going on. Uh, started in Seattle, where Matthew Wedman, the team's captain, and the last player from their 2017 championship team was traded. Mm-hmm. He was traded to the Kelowna Rockets uh, for three picks, including a 2023 first-round draft pick. He's a friend of the pod, by the way. He's a friend of the pod. We had him on in the training camp. Uh, it, it, it's a trade that doesn't surprise me one bit. I, I joke with some people this summer that Matthew Webman would be playing for Kelowna in the Memorial Cup. Oh, wow. he will be doing now because so they're the host team. Now, I, <laughs> I get that you would see a team that still is kind of building for the future and think, okay, well, he's a 20-year-old that's going to have some value, so yep. it's worth – trading him and getting some future, right? Uh, but what made you think that he was going to be playing for Kelowna specifically? Well, Kelowna is the host of the Memorial Cup team, and they right. missed the playoffs last year, which I'm not sure has ever happened before. Usually the team that's hosting the, the Memorial Cup team is already good. So, so they're, I knew they were they're be building up to yep. be a good team yep. in like three, a quick yeah. kind of a thing. Okay. And the 320s they had weren't 
at that weren't that high quality as far Compared as you know, big score. Okay. Yeah, so I was I was just half joking, but also half thinking that would be a good match. And uh, you know, ironically, Seattle played Everett a week ago, and Bruce Hamilton, the general manager of the Clint Rockets, was there, and we all kind of were like, hmm, "What's he doing here?" Like, yeah. <laughs> so obviously that's what he was doing there. Mm. Uh, it's a trade that I think is actually good for everybody involved. I think it's good for Wedman. Seattle's, you know, Seattle's definitely rebuilding, and they're a young team, and they got a lot of rookies are laying playing. So, you know, they, if they make the playoffs, it'll be by the skin of their teeth, but they're not going to go far. This allows him a chance to play in the Memorial Cup again for a second time for two different teams. Uh, it helps Kelowna because they're obviously got a top line center who scored yeah. forty goals last year. He's a very good player. He yep. really, really stood out to me when yeah. we went and saw him play earlier this year. So and it helps the Thunderbirds because yeah. now they they now have six first round draft picks in the next four drafts. So you so, do consider this a good return for him? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. very okay. good. But now people say, oh, but it's a twenty twenty three draft. That's that's really far away, right? That's whatever that is four years away from now. Yes, but I, I would be surprised if they actually make well, this, yeah, it's a an pick asset. with some of those. It's an asset. Their, mm-hmm. their plan is that in two or three years, they're going to be a really good contending team, and now they'll have an extra first-round pick in their pocket that they can, they can trade away and get somebody and still have one thing. of their own. So yeah. <clears throat> I think I think it worked out for everybody. Makes a lot of sense. Yep. And then up in Everett, uh, Jake Christensen was returned from a, what seemed like an endless pro tryout with the uh, Calgary Flames AHL affiliate in Stockton. Yeah. Got returned on Thursday, I want to say. That actually gave them four overagers, so they sent Max Patterson to Seattle to fill the void of Wedman leaving. So okay. there was that trade that happened as well. But uh, Jay Christensen comes back and has played three games over the last weekend and went kind of crazy. Three games, five goals, three assists, eight points. That's he's played good. three games and he's Everett's ninth leading scorer, scorer already. That's not bad. <laughs> Jeez. So is he, he's a 20 year old. And he has signed a contract? Nope. He signed in a, 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 what they call a pro tryout, so oh. it's like a, it's like a deal, the okay. NBA ten day contract, you know, and they can just keep re- renewing those in the AHL. So he'd been down in Stockton since the beginning of the season. So then, what happened with Kelowna's uh, essentially third twenty? Leaf Matson, they yeah. traded him to uh, Spokane, and then did Spokane have to dump another twenty? Yes, they dumped. Can, actually, they you dumped know Baron Thompson, who actually was in training camp with the Thunderbirds, and he's now just out there as a free. Okay, game. so can you explain the twenty-year-old <clears throat> limit again? Mm-hmm. Each team's allowed to have three, only three twenty-year-olds on your roster, and those are considered overagers, yep. right? Maybe, yeah, the, okay. the other term is overagers. So there's always a lot of shuffling going on. Uh, usually, by this time of the year, most teams are set. So when the trade like this happens, there's yeah. new pieces that have right. to, people have to be shipped out. And, and so with Wedman going, that created a too many up in Kelowna, yep. so and they did somebody in Spokane. At Spokane. So at the same time, Jay Christensen gets sent back. So now Everett's got four, uh, four 20-year-olds. Now, pause there for a second. So when that happens, when a guy gets sent back, Everett has 14 days to get down to three. But they can only uh, play three. So they don't have to do it right away. They could they could take a week. But if they have okay. games in between, they have to scratch one of those and guys. And so then Patterson's the he gets became available. dealt to. Yeah, he got okay. dealt to All right. yeah. It happened real quick, though, right? It wasn't yep, like same within day. 24 hours. Yeah, yeah. okay. Interesting stuff. Very interesting. I, I, there's, you know, I'm still kind of learning the WHL game. I am not shy about that. I come from the Midwest, <laughs> right? So I'm not like that well versed. Uh, I feel like I'm starting to pick up on some of these nuances a little bit, and it is fascinating. I mean, you you create holes for yourself, but then you can quickly fill them. Yeah. And, um, and again, I know we've talked about this before, right? But like the idea of trading, and I guess Wedman's 20, so he's mm, a little more different. mature, but um, but he's also the captain of his team, right? Yeah. And like, you know, just at that age, it's it's crazy to imagine having your whole life uprooted <laughs> from, you know, between ages 17 and 20 to so, go and play for a different team the following what, day. What's crazy know? about how this all happened. So Seattle was in Victoria. This trade happens. The team's in Victoria. They had just practiced. Wedman practiced. He's on the bus yeah. to go back to the hotel. They take him off the bus, tell him he's been traded, put him in a cab to the airport. They fly to Edmonton, his hometown, and then they and then Edmonton, from Edmonton he flies to Prince Albert where the Rockets are playing the next night. He played the next night and had an assist. Wow. That's just I, like, it's insane <laughs> to me to yeah. think. <laughs> I saw he was fighting too. He from, got in a fight, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Not mistake. So one way to make yourself and it was to know, protect uh nolan foot yeah hit up against the board one so. of their stars so yeah. good stuff for for everybody involved uh, yeah. i agree with you and thank you for bringing us up to speed on that appreciate it hey my pleasure yeah <laughs> whl correspondent this is NBI. our polite episode yeah uh we also have it's kind of related because it features a lot of junior players the world junior championship in fact i would argue it features all junior players because it's literally yeah. the world junior championship <laughs> Uh, Good one. So a lot of the teams have released their training camp rosters, which, uh, if you recall, last year Team USA came to Everett for part of their training camp. Uh, so at that time, they had more players that were actually uh, that then were actually on the final roster. So they they take this group of people, uh, players, and they eventually do cut them down a little bit to get it mm-hmm. down to the official roster. Um, but what did we learn from what came out here with at least with well, well Team US, USA, Team Canada, whomever? Like the U.S. Division had, I think, eight players who are often various 
camp. So of, of the WHL, the U.S. Yeah. Division of the WHL. Um, so Seattle has Simon Kubitschek, their defenseman, is okay. going to go to the Czech Republic camp. And okay. I think he has a pretty good chance of making that team. He's, he's a 2020 draft eligible. Uh, Everett has Dustin Wolf, friend of the pod. That's uh, right. goalie, he's going to Team USA camp, and I think he's he will most likely be the backup to Spencer Knight, I would think. Yeah, and last year they carried three goalies. I yep. would expect that that's probably the same this year. There is a third goalie yeah. on the team. Um, and so, it's the same three that were in their their summer camp. Right, and I would have to think that Spencer Knight probably mm-hmm. gets the majority of the playing yeah, time, I but I know so. they do rotate him a little bit. So. Yeah, I, w- I would expect that Wolf will be the backup, but he'll get into mm-hmm. a game or two. Yeah. Real quick on Wolf, this sets him up really well for next year, yeah. right? Yeah. Because I think yes. he'll, be he'll be back. the only returning goalie Yep, for Correct. Next year. So Spencer Knight didn't really well. play much last year, but uh, all indications would be that he's going to be the primary guy this year. Yep. So yeah. it's a good right. point. Everett also had Michael Goot, one of their imports, who's also going to Czech Republic. He's a forward. Uh, Spokane has Ty Smith, who I think is a lock to make Team Canada. I think outstanding we player. Yep. Uh, and they also have their goalie uh, Lucas Parik, who is a LA Kings third round draft pick. And he's going to the Czech camp. He's quite a character, by the way, too. If you ever get a chance to see him play, he's he's a little flamboyant. Uh, they, they played Seattle the other day, and he was the second star, and he came out, and he skated around the whole ice, like, applauding the fans, <laughs> <laughs> which there were not many of them at that point. That's pretty awesome. Uh, Portland's got three guys. Uh, Joel Hoffer, their goalie, is, who's a St. Louis Blues draft pick, is going to go to Team Canada. I think he's got a, a decent shot of making that. Uh, then they have two imports, Simon Knock, Knock, Knock. Okay. Not going to play for a couple weeks. Well, he's in the play camp. here anymore. <laughs> uh, he's going to Switzerland. He's a 2020 draft prospect, and then Jonas uh, Bromberg from Den- Denmark. He's also a 2020 draft pick. Tri City, nobody. Oh, sorry, Tri City. So then uh, we should kind of talk about the World Juniors in general, right? Mm-hmm. So the World Juniors is an awesome tournament. You basically see a lot of future Huge NHLers uh, there, <clears throat> like Canada and the U.S. Those teams are. Canada, U.S., Finland, Russia, and then, all the, and all then the you have the elite Finnish and yep. Swedish guys coming through Czech Republic as well, mm-hmm. and then some. You know, you get those random stars at some of the other yeah. the other teams, but the tournament starts December 26th and goes just shortly after the New Year, and it's essentially featuring eight teams, and it's it's just elite level junior hockey. Most games will be on um, the NHL Network, and I'm sure we'll talk about it as as we get closer. Yep. But just kind of briefing people that might not be familiar with the World Junior Tournament that's in the Czech Republic this year, yes, is that right? Is, yep. And so the games are probably going to be before noon, which makes it tough for a yep. midweek game. But um, <laughs> being recorded and watching. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, worth noting too, Alexis Lafreniere is on Team Canada. He's the consensus number one pick, so keep an eye out for him. Uh, Cole Caulfield is back for Team USA. He's scored like a gazillion goals in international <laughs> competitions. Uh, and then, of course, there's three Badgers on the Team USA camp, so what's not to like there? Is this Badger Dusha? N- mm, no. No. It's not. <laughs> Badger Bits? Ba- Ooh, maybe. Badger so, Bites. Also, a couple. There's... there's uh <laughs> we do that. Yeah. <laughs> there's uh, three Californians, or four born in Californians on the U.S. roster, which is I always look for as just a way of uh, another indicator of expanding the... Expanding the game into areas, um, those players are Nick Robertson was technically born in Southern California, but he's playing in the OHL so and kind of spent most of his life in Michigan. But Cam York, who's an outstanding defenseman for Michigan, he's going to be fun to watch. Uh, Ryan Johnson might be might not make the team, but he's another defenseman from Southern California. Went I think he was went thirty first this year in the, in the entry draft. And Dustin Wolf, who we've talked about, is is from California mm-hmm. as well. So I love this tournament because these these guys are going to be elite in the NHL, and you get to see them at a young age. And and it's a little bit more you know more mistakes and a little more loose, and it looks like it's actually yeah junior hockey. You always get some wild swings and wild coming yeah. back because they're not as polished as the NHL. Yeah, guys. it makes it it makes it for it makes for some entertaining. And hockey. it's essentially an all star all star yep. game, but people playing it like this is what, this is what they care about the most probably. And a lot Darren and I guys. went to that camp last year, the USA camp, and, and what struck me is I've seen a lot of junior practices, but this one like every guy could skate. Every they, they was so fast, like. I couldn't get over it. It's you go to like the, the a WHL team practice. And there's like three or four guys who have like NHL speed, but this the whole entire roster had that. <laughs> they were all a top end top end skaters, fast skaters. It was pretty cool to see. So there's one other guy I want to mention. And as I was doing the re- research, because I care about the pod, pulling some data, prepping, mm. yeah, pulling some data. Jonas Odin. Okay. He's been the invited to Team Finland camp. Okay. He plays over in the Finnish Elite League, the uh, Liga. Mm-hmm. Two eyes. He's Liga. born in Benton City, Washington. Oh, whoa! Yeah, how do you like that? I have no how idea how possible? he got from Benton City to Finland, but Jonas Odin. Keep an eye on him. 
as just our he's local a Washingtonian. Interest. He's he could be the only Washingtonian. He probably is in the tournament. We we need to crowdsource uh, out there. Someone tell us how that. Yeah, happened. if somebody, anybody knows, must be from Benton City listening to this. So well, it's probably one of those where he has like I'm totally guessing, but it's probably one of those where he's got dual citizenship, right? Because he like, does maybe have his, dual citizenship. Right, so his parents, yeah, must, his parents be must have been here for some reason to work or whatever. And he's so born, he was born here, but because they're Finnish, he's able to. Well, or they went back. Yeah, he's been back. he's been playing in Finland for the last six years, at okay. least as far as they have data on him. Mm-hmm. In From what you could prospects. find, yeah. yeah. From your data, I didn't pool. I didn't search too far. That's but a pretty cool backstory, though. Like... Anyway, like we need to figure that out. <laughs> so and... we have a local rooting interest yeah. in Finland, Jonas Odin. So the WJC starts on December 26th, and I'm guessing we'll probably talk about that quite a bit over the next uh, month or so, right? Yeah, as it's, uh, I would as think it's unfolding. So. so. Yeah. And well, maybe not a month, but in the next few weeks, yeah. we'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, we have some just massive, massive Seattle news. I can't believe we, we, we saved this for this far. Down I know we probably so, should have gotten on it earlier because it really is it's, big it's time. Like, you know, brace yourselves. At so home. Dan Rosen uh, at NHL. Dan Rosen NHL. Yep, he's from NHL.com. He tweets Todd Lewicki from at NHL Seattle underscore just finished presenting to the NHL Board of Governors. He only wrote Governor though, so oh, you're right. on there. Uh, it was the Board of Governors. It was the Board of Governors. He might have only presented to one governor. <laughs> Unclear. <laughs> Unclear from the tweet. Carrying on, he says, everything is on target for arena construction. Ooh. And he said the team name, logo, and colors are still being worked on, with February slash March being the timetable for when we could get some answers. Very illuminating. Breaking. <laughs> Breaking. That is literally everything we've already known when for a we, long time. <laughs> when... When we could get some answers. Yes, well, that's February that. slash March. That's so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> what was all is, that one in a million this is, earth, this is earth shattering. Oh, man. Oh. I actually put that on the show notes and just wrote huge Seattle news and then just the link. Just to hoping, make us all look at the link. Hoping I would get one of these guys to look at it and be like, oh, what happened? I and then read that and be like, oh, okay. And I, so I, I thought, I, what the heck did I miss? Definitely made I Andy look. Yeah, definitely made Andy <laughs> I thought, look. How could I, I, mean, I was busy today. Maybe I missed something. Ooh, here's some actual huge Seattle news. Yes, you guys ready for big. this? I'm ready. I know what it is. I'm ready. I'm all looking right. over your shoulder. We're going to put a drum roll in here. Drum roll. <laughs> We have Crap Weasel shirts available for purchase. Oh, boy. Who cares about NHL Seattle's team name? On NHL2Seattle.com in the store right now. Get there. Buy it. They're on sale today for how much are we selling them for, John? We haven't decided that yet. determined amount. <laughs> It'll be there But it's going to be super reasonable, and they're there in time for uh, Christmas gifts, so you can and, buy them. And, and we only printed friends. 50, so this is a... Limited, limited run, run. yes. Yeah. So get them while they're hot. I, I have a dream mm-hmm. that come Christmas morning, yeah, there'll be fifty people <laughs> in the Greater Seattle area, yeah. probably running around with yeah. probably probably hockey T-shirts. I think they're pretty sharp, though. We we kind yep. of modeled them off of uh, like the the shirts that all the players wear when they're yep. off ice. So good it, workout shirt. Says, yep, just says Crap Weasels Hockey. It's got a little Crap Weasels logo they're and the, they're comfy shirts. Yep, very good soft material. I'm actually wearing mine right now. In fact, oh, underneath this other shirt. So <laughs> for, the, uh, for the viewers at home, yeah. So so get your Crap Weasels. Shirt. We still have Sound of Hockey T-shirts too, if you want one of those. So, uh, and of course, John has a, a nice array of NHL to Seattle. But buy the Crap Weasels. But definitely yeah. buy the Crap Weasels. Limited shirt. edition. So we do we, limited we edition. That. Yes, yeah. wear it proudly. Speaking of <laughs> NHL Seattle related websites, Andy wrote a pretty good <laughs> story for NHL Seattle's uh, official site about players who have played under the existing roof at the new arena at Seattle Center. Andy, give us a little uh, cliff well, notes. I haven't actually read it, but give we, us the cliff we notes. All know that, we all know that the roof the roof is staying in place, right? What? The roof is staying in place. I don't know if you've heard that. or I seen. thought they were just playing in the old arena. Uh, no. Oh. No, no. Okay. That's gone. Wow. All right. It's a big, it's a big hole in the ground right now. <laughs> but the roof is still there. It's, being, it's floating. It's yeah. just being suspended. Yeah. And so... When the new arena is built underneath it, it's going to have the same roof. And there's been a lot of good hockey players that have already played under that that same roof. And so I thought I would do a story that kind of chronicles some of it. Some of those guys are going to come back in 2021, most notably Carey Price. Fascinating. Who, by the way, played his last WHL game for the Tri-City Americans under that roof. Wow. Playoff game against Seattle, game six. Did not go well. Okay. One of his own defensemen put it put it behind him for an own goal, like oh. a minute into the game, and he gave up six. Another, There were two own goals. Didn't get a lot of help. Gave up six and was pulled after 40 minutes. But he seemed to recover okay because the next year he was in Montreal in the NHL. So it did okay. So how did you have the details on his last game? Uh, I believe I was tipped off that that was his last game. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, no, but were you at the game or no? No, I was not at that game. 
But well, I know people who were. So there's I got, some pretty good details in there. So I was. I know people the who were. Too. I know people yeah. who may have broadcast that game on the radio. Uh, <laughs> was it was it Tom Boyning? Yes, he, he <laughs> told me that. He told me some of the details. Quick shout out, by the way, to Tom Boyning because we didn't mention him last week, but he was your co-host during the yep. uh, the dog mess incident in Everett. Uh, so his voice was on our podcast last week. Yeah, so. and also a big thanks to Dylan at KJR. Yeah, who, who got me the gave audio. us that audio yeah, of very quickly. I asked him between at the commercial, and it was in my email like a half hour later. <laughs> Still one of my favorite radio clips of all time. That was just awesome. So, so. yeah, so I, I go through with just some of the players. Obviously, Patrick Marlowe played there for Seattle, but there were other players like Zdeno Chara played in, under that roof. Uh, uh, Dustin Bufflin had like seven assists or something like that in six games. He did quite well there as a visitor. I do wonder also. how many of them will still be in the league. In some will, some won't, right? Yeah. Yeah. Bufflin feels questionable based on his yeah. current uh, situation. Like guys like Dan Hanhuis are still in the league now, but they're getting kind of long in the tooth. Brendan Dillon, I think, has a pretty good chance. Yeah, right? I think Price and Weber, Shea Weber is another one who That's played right. there. Yeah. Those guys will probably be still in the league. Yeah. Um, anyway, it was a cool article to... to it was some fun I thought of, yeah. There. And yeah. like these are like the high end at least. Yes, I didn't the, go. Yeah. It's not an exhaustive list. No, so there's many. There's no. many that would have been. But, but there's plenty that probably yep. played in there too. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, some other kind of groundbreaking news, uh, actually groundbreaking news, is that after remember Russia was banned from the last Winter Olympics and they all had to play as which they weren't really banned they just played anyway but they wore the words Olympic athletes from Russia <laughs> instead of being able to use their own flag uh, so they've been banned for another four years from all international competitions so this includes the 2022 Beijing Games the 2020 Summer Olympics in Tokyo as well as the uh, the Paralympics the World Cup uh, and like we said they were banned in 2018 already so kind of a big deal but are they going to do the same thing where the players are still just That's, allowed to participate? What's the point? I understand yeah. that whole thing. I don't know. I'm I mean, not they, following this that closely either. The but. Olympic athletes from Russia won the gold in hockey last yeah. time around and then they had a huge national celebration. But but so, <laughs> so here's something that the national anthem that was you know was played when you get your gold medal mm-hmm. it was actually the Olympic anthem sure and so the, that's the a cool player, song though the players were singing the russian national over anthem it. is it the same like, well i don't know about over it because there was only uh, you know 20 guys on is the it ice. the same like uh melody because it fit probably <laughs> not no I probably not it. Uh, uh have you guys seen that uh, documentary icarus that kind of shows how they no, did the doping I, thing so i read an article oh, that i referenced it i want to yeah, yeah. it is fascinating and the level of Netflix, like right yeah and the level of, at least it used to be the level of depth and like efforts that they took to cover everything up and i mean it is unbelievable and basically like it comes down to like i'm going to spoil it for you a little bit here so if you're looking to watch it maybe pause but yeah john's covering (laughs) his ears but uh like it literally got to a point where they had doctors in one room and then the athletes would like do their blood test or whatever and they'd literally like pass the fake sample through this hole in the wall to like the doctors who would swap it out with a clean sample. It was just, it was crazy. The lengths that they went to, to try to make this thing happen. So, um, so if this is still going on, right, which we kind of thought that a lot of it had been cleaned up, but if, if it's still going on and it makes sense that it would be, if they were that deep into it and it was clearly a nationally sponsored thing, um, then it makes sense. So what's actually going on is they're not, they're not complying to, to like kind of, clear their name if you will or show that they've kind of taken some due diligence yeah and so that's kind of the funky thing that uh they're basically just not like producing the data not giving the access and stuff like that 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 is part of the conditions of them getting reinstated so yeah interesting i mean until they actually tell them that hey you can't participate even under you know a a different flag or whatever i think i don't see why they would like they had such a massive outpouring of national pride when they won gold as the Olympic athletes so from why, Russia. Yeah, why do it? Uh, well, I think, it's, I, think I mean, I think it's still pretty embarrassing, mm-hmm. right? Sure, but I don't. Know. I mean, we're talking about the entire all the athletes, not it, just hockey players. And it probably right? doesn't count as a Russia win and gold, does it? it Counts. I mean, it depends who's counting. Yeah. Probably the official Olympic record book probably shows that Russia. Didn't I mean, even the Russia fact that, give a sh- that no. they had all their uh, what doesn't give away. <laughs> I didn't say it. Almost had to use the bleep horn there. My yeah, finger is on the bleep you. horn I'm button. Saving you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you bleep those things right away. Exactly. Yep. It happens in real time. <laughs> There's got a big red button here. He pushes. But what I was gonna say is even the fact that they had basically a full pro hockey team at the 
Olympics, and no other team had that because the NHL wasn't participating. Like, but then you know, it's a this massive national win, even though they were playing not as Russia, but as well, and they weren't Olympic even playing the best players in the world from right? Russia. Correct, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like it wasn't a fair fight at all, but they still celebrated it the same way. So I just don't think that this is enough of a dissuasion from continuing to have dastardly ways and you know finding ways to cheat that's my my opinion right outside looking in a little bit but it just doesn't feel like that big of a thing to say hey you can still compete but you can't carry your flag i don't know okay all right we'll move on (laughs) uh speaking of scandalous topics we had this whole thing in the nhl with the coaches that were uh, you know, being alleged to have abused players both verbally and physically. Uh, so that has been a real hot topic here since we recorded last week. It has continued. Um, and it apparently was a big discussion topic at the uh, the Board of Governors meeting or Board of Governor, no, Board of Governors meeting that we had mentioned <laughs> earlier. Uh, so basically what came out of it, I mean, Bettman put out a statement saying that they're going to be setting up a lot of different things to make sure that this doesn't happen again. And John, what can we take away from that? Well, there was a lot of thing in his statement. Um, one thing is he talked about the Bill Peters situation and yeah. how uh, he, he gave a lot of accolades to how Calgary handled it, even though it did not happen under Calgary's watch. But mm-hmm. they did a thorough investigation and communicated very well during the process. They're trying to, they, you know, he was very deliberate saying it doesn't matter if it happened last ten year years or, or 10 years year, ago, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. This is not tolerant. And the big thing is that uh, we need to expedite resolution on these things and not let them you know, let these things just kind of fester away like a lot of kind of sometimes PR strategies are where you just kind of let it go away. Um, he did say something specifically about Peter Carmanos and Ron Francis where there's still some inconsistencies between those two um, people talking about the incident in Carolina that he still needs to get to the bottom of. So, but they're setting up a lot of protocols in how to handle these things in the situation including anonymous kind of um like a tip line yeah yeah yeah, like a kind of a whistleblower that has some protections in there and they don't want people to feel that there could be retaliated against they want to hear about these things that he was very deliberate about they don't like surprises uh which the peter thing he said was a surprise yeah a huge surprise and so he talked about how for good reason there's going to be there's probably going to be a lot more due diligence done on any hires Mm -hmm. Uh, for any coaches or any positions of of, of yeah, influence. he specified it wasn't just coaches; it was yeah within the hockey stuff. Um, so I thought I thought it was a lot of good stuff. He also talked about some training and and programs yeah, for coaches for coaches and other personnel on how to handle these situations and and certain what's right. He did kind of comment that not everybody's going to agree with coaches' procedures or how mm-hmm. so many coaches talk, yeah. and that there's probably a gray area, but th- there needs to be a line that they're they're going to try to f- figure out. And make it a little bit more black and white as to what you As much can as they can, can. yeah. yeah. Um, he, he also, along that point, I'm not being surprised, that they, they are, it sounded like they were going to make it a requirement that team personnel report these things to the league. Yeah, where 100%. it doesn't sound like that stuff happened before. That's right, and there would that be situation, there would be consequence like, yeah. if it wasn't. Yes, so yeah. that, that wasn't in place before, from what it sounds. We we talked about that last week that we thought yeah. that was the case. They released a really long statement from uh, the NHL that was basically the speech that Gary Bettman had given, and I had a really hard time not reading it, like in his voice for some reason. Like, <laughs> there's a part that's like, first of all, surprises. We don't like surprises. Like as I'm reading, I'm like surprises. We don't like surprises. <laughs> <laughs> Which I had a little bit of a hard time with as I was reading that, but um, but it is good. It feels like they're taking very like careful steps. Uh, it sounds like they're going to bring in some third parties to help do some training for teams and players and coaches and things like that. So that's all good stuff. I think it's it, as you as we mentioned right when this whole thing was coming down, we said the good thing was now at least it's out there. We know about this these it problems fix it. and hopefully we can come up with ways to fix it now moving forward. It is unfortunate that we have to uh, go through this whole thing retroactively and that you know these things weren't in place earlier when you consider like every company on the planet has things like these in place right like apparently there is no hr for <laughs> for the hockey players to go to but yep. at least the nhl is making positive steps here. yeah i wonder if we're going to see hear much from the nhlpa as well because i think they have they've a been kind of quiet on some of this I, I, I missed it knock on wood i'd like to 
think that they're working in collaboration with the yeah, NHL directly so. and how that works well for both organizations. Because so. they've worked really well together in the past. <laughs> uh, this feels like a positive step, and I'm, but I'm not so naive that I think that there won't be any other problems, but at least there's now some mechanisms in place that if there is another issue, that it can be addressed in, in a more complete manner. Yep. Let's move on to something a little bit more fun. Uh, so the Carolina Hurricanes, who we were just talking about, but in less fun terms, uh, <laughs> they had something happen here uh, this past week. So Peter Morozik got into the face of Joe Thornton in their game against the Sharks. Joe Thornton didn't like it, so he punched Peter Morozik right in like the bottom of his mask. The funny thing is that Peter Morozik like did this big flail and fell down. A little right? bit, yeah. even, even though he's wearing a mask, so like it, it could not even that hard of a punch. I can tell you that I've been punched in the mask a few times. It doesn't hurt that bad. Right? Like you get like, hit with pucks in the mask. Yes, right? correct. <laughs> That's why you're wearing the mask. So it was pretty funny. Uh, it it just looked a little ridiculous. You don't see a lot of goalies getting punched by players, so it was. You know, a little shocking, but also like, okay, he's selling it. His teammates made fun of him the following day at practice. Uh, when he came out on the ice, there was like a, a chalk line, like a goalie-shaped chalk line with the number 34. Like the seat of the crime. Yeah, behind the net, which was <laughs> oh, that was so good. Pretty brilliant stuff. That was really, really that was funny. Really great. Another funny thing that the Carolina Hurricanes have been doing, their storm surge has been alive and well here the last few weeks. And, and evolving. They're, yes. They're becoming bigger and better. Funnier and funnier things. They did a conga line to Gloria Estefan's, uh, what was it? What song was it? Uh, the beat rhythm something. Sure. One of those. <laughs> the rhythm is going to get you. It's yeah, going to get you. Right. It, was, it definitely it. involves some sort of sound machine, that's for sure. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, and I know they did one for the Star Wars night too. They, did, yeah, they had a Star week. Wars night. And they they used their sticks as uh, lightsabers and ah. had some Jedi fights. And Very one good. player, I, forget, I wish I could remember which player it was, had a stick in his back of his jersey, so he pulled it out like a Jedi would have a lightsaber. It was pretty funny. Man, well, Don Cherry was right about one thing. They are a bunch of jerks what? in my opinion. Yeah, such a bunch of jerks. <laughs> Speaking of no, I don't have segues. <laughs> I'm out of segues now. John, John. you want to do a? <laughs> oh, that would have been pretty good. Speaking let's get John. quizzical, didn't you? What do you have for us? Everybody's favorite topic. Yeah, subject, so segment. it's a let's get quizzical. Okay, what just happened to your voice? It got real high for just a second. That's his quizzical voice. That's okay. my quizzical it's voice. <laughs> it's inquisitive. So I, I'm giving you an option. Okay, it's about goalies. Uh huh. Uh, your favorite topic, oh, I assume. I do enjoy that and uh, Minnesota-related things. <laughs> so I'm going to name a goalie in the NHL this year. This is through Today. Sunday night's games. Okay. Okay. If they have a save percentage above or below 900. Okay. Ooh, How'd you okay. pick 900? Just a nice round number? Just because... That's kind of the... You're yeah, good, if you're a starter, you shouldn't have yeah. a below 900. So. I think if you see below it, you're like, ooh, yeah. what a bad year. But if you see above it, no matter what it is, you're like, okay, he's having a fine yeah. year. Yeah. Even if it's 901, it's <laughs> yeah. better than 890. Yeah. That's right. That's right. All right, what do you got? Right, so we're going to rotate back and forth. You give me one, yeah. and then you give Andy one. Okay, got it. I'm ready. Okay, I'm going to Andy. Tricky. Jonathan Quick, above oh. or below? Because, see, this is, this is where it's tough there. Because 901 mm. is still pretty bad. He's yeah. having a bad year. Yeah. I, my heart says below, but I'm going to say above. Barely. That is incorrect. Oh. Should have gone with the heart. Yes. Zero points for Andy. <laughs> Save percentage is 884. Oh. See, that's what I thought. That's tough. Yikes. I thought John was tricking me. Are you ready? I am ready. Darren. Yes. Brown goalie. Yes, that's me. Brown goalie. Darren Brown goalie. <laughs> What's Darren's save percentage? <laughs> Jimmy Howard. Uh, above or below? His team is so bad. Uh, I am going to go with below. That is correct. Ayo. Yeah. One point for Darren, zero points for Andy. <laughs> Andy's just here. Yeah. What are we playing up to? We're going to go first person to three. Okay, got it. So I'm at one. <clears throat> Andy, how many do you have? Uh, none. Zero. Okay, you have zero. <laughs> yep. Jonas Corposalo. Jonas Corposalo. <laughs> God, I have That's no a, idea. That uh, was a deeper cut there. <laughs> above? <laughs> No He's technically right at 900, but I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you. Boom, on the board. Game's being played under protest because you didn't actually clarify what would happen if you <laughs> gave one a, that was well, at 900, but that's, that's okay. True, yeah. Carry on. All right, one to one. But protest lodged. Okay, Darren. Yeah. Goalie, Darren. Yeah. Sergey Bobrovsky. Ooh. I will say above. He's below. Oh, wow. Eight, eight, nine. Okay. How many save percentage points is that per million dollars? Mm. Andy. Yes. And the question is for I'm you. Ready to take the lead. Pekka Rene. Pekka Rene. I'm going to say below. 
That's right. That is correct. Nice. Andy, he too. is. He is below, and actually, I know that UC Saros is also below, but UC Saros, so I hope that, well, you should ask me if UC Saros is going to be above the <laughs> yeah. But uh, so UC Saros is allegedly like taking over the net there a little bit, yep. but they're both not having that great of a year. So anyway, carry on. Really kind of sad that I just did away with the UC Saros question. <laughs> that has been eliminated. Okay, from the- UC Saros, <laughs> eliminated from contention. <laughs> Matt Murray. Oh, I think I know this mm. one. Above or below? I really don't know. This is going to be a guess. I am going to go with above. He's below. Oh. All right. I'm sensing a pattern here. I'm going to, yeah. I'm no, sensing a pattern. Yeah, it's been something or above. All right. So what's the score? Uh, two, to two to one. I can win right now. Yeah, that's three. true. You I should have a good chance to tie, but that's yeah. not going to work. I'm not giving Thank him you. a chance to tie. <laughs> I couldn't tie. Even He's had if a you, chance. How could I tie? You'd get two more. Thatcher Demko. I will say above. That's correct. <laughs> that was BS. That was a layup. That was like All right, let me give you a bonus one. BS. <laughs> and you go until you okay. lose. It's like a lightning round. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I will set this one out since I have won. No, I'm doing my surge over here. Congratulations. I'm doing my Andy surge over mm-hmm. here. What is it? Devin. Sitting here. Devin Dubnik. Oh, I actually oh. don't know. That's. Um, I will say below. He's having a pretty bad year. That's correct. Yeah. Braden Holtby. Above. That's correct. Ooh. So technically we're tied. No, no. Andy got tied. Andy got two extra questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's Let's Get Quizzical. Good, that's good. good quiz. Fun. That I was like a good one. Of, I like that kind of quiz. Uh, we're going to move won. on now to, shut up, Andy, weekly <laughs> one-timers. <laughs> Our first weekly one-timer. We surmise that John Hines of the New Jersey Devils could be on the proverbial hot seat. Well, that was correct because he has officially been that, relieved of his duties. That hot seat did not last did very not long. Last I'm going to be sending him a bill for the hot dishes I have to buy because oh. of our bet for that yeah, okay. jerk. Well, maybe this is good for you because if, if he had lost the room, as they say, right, maybe whoever the new oh, guy so is you, turns Are you suggesting they have a St. Louis Blues type resurgence? You never know. You never know. They do have a... On paper, they seem to have a pretty good team. So well, we didn't, just wasn't we didn't get into their their goalies on John's little quizzical, but right. they are third worst in the league in yeah, save percentage good. and they, high danger save percentage. Didn't they just put their starter on waivers? Right. Yeah. So. They're the th- they're a bad Corsi team. They have a minus thirty five goal differential. Like like you name it, they're bad at it. What is their hot hot dishes per sixty? <laughs> <laughs> so three. Yeah, I guess it. it <laughs> something. Too many. That is way too many. Something had to give. They, you know, even in the time after we talked, they they looked completely uninterested in playing for John Hines. And I've heard great things about John Hines, and I think he's going to be in the NHL again. I don't think this is like his. He might have to reserve as an assistant. He'll go back as an assistant. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. yeah. But I I've heard great things about him, so I wouldn't be surprised. Okay. Our next weekly one timer. Just as the Avalanche are getting back their stars in Miko Rantanen and Gabriel Landeskog, out goes their young stud, Kale McCarr, as well as their starting goaltender, Philippe Grubauer, uh, who both got hurt against Boston. That's unfortunate. Yeah, uh, it, we want to see how if he can hold up and he's on pace to set some records for rookie defensemen. And, yeah, but, uh, you know, right, Quinn Hughes are, wasn't that far behind him. It does so, help Quinn Hughes, but not, not the way Do you know how to. long Kale McCarr is going to be out? I don't. So they're actually both just listed as day-to-day, so hopefully they both get back in the lineup up soon and by hopefully i mean i hope they're out for a really long time because i hate the avalanche but <laughs> but they're fun to watch and uh you know it, it actually kind of st- you don't want to see a team start to struggle just because they've lost guys to injury so that's and those it. guys are well i mean certainly mccarr's a lot of super fun to watch, fun to watch yeah. Yeah. our next weekly one-timer I don't think it's still the case, but Minnesota, Vancouver, and San Jose were all like one, two, three with each other in the standings, <laughs> and I just wanted to make sure that we discussed that, that our three teams are technically fighting for a wild card spot. Still early in the year, but what so if it gets early. to the end of the year and somehow all we, three of our teams are like jockeying? We fight. This, the, the, I think the, we do. The, the like tone this, of this podcast changes yeah. drastically. This We're all just like battling over what team we get to talk about that day. Like, no, 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 no. Let's talk about, did you see what the Sharks did? So no, percentage-wise, oh, yeah. percentage-wise. <laughs> I don't, you know, the one thing I'll say about the Sharks is, I don't think they're. I don't skeptical. think they're very good. Like yeah. even though they had this epic November, they don't. Well, they look had pace the other night, didn't they? Dominant. Yeah, the last two nights. Yeah. Well, they got destroyed in Florida by yeah. both teams. So. Okay, so if you're gonna say one thing about the Sharks, the one thing I'll say about the Wild is that they played, I think, 20 of their first 30 games on the road, 
and which is only I think they're the second team in NHL history to play that many games on the road. The few games they played at home, they were pretty good. Um, so you have to think that now their schedule and it does eventually it becomes very home heavy, which is a huge benefit for them. So uh, the thing is, Devin Dubnik, uh, his wife is having really serious health issues. He wasn't off to that great of a start anyway. So now they're running with their backup goalie and Alex Stalock and then their minor league goalie. Gopher. Uh, he was a bulldog, UMD bulldog. Oh, actually. right. He was a former Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. He is a Minnesotan. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I, I just, that that feels kind of unsustainable, but veteran team, Bruce Boudreaux is there. So I think the schedule thing is a good deal. Remember, they, everybody thought the Islanders were going to like tank. Yeah. I know. All last year. I know. And, but yeah, I mean, they've year. had the same kind of chip on their shoulder. The thing was with Minnesota, they came out with like a two and eight start to the year or something and, like that. And so it was an ugly two and eight. Very bad. Very, very <laughs> yeah. bad. So it's been a good turnaround. Andy, would you like to say anything about Vancouver just um, to make sure you get your licks in? Sure. I, I've been enjoying their start. It's they're, they're fun to watch. They score a lot of goals and sometimes they give up a lot of goals, which can make for some good hockey. They've given up some big leads. They were in Pittsburgh a couple weeks ago and they were up, they went up six to two in the third period. And I thought, all right, two road points. In a blink of an eye, they lost seven to six. <laughs> so that's the kind of team they are. They're like watching a junior team. You never know what's going to happen. They blew a five nothing lead against the Capitals earlier in the in the year, and they lost in overtime. So there, there's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of young. They got a lot of young stars. They're fun to watch, but I'm not sure that they're quite there yet. But they're getting close. Mm. So there you go. Some Min Van and Fanusha all <laughs> in a row. I was just thinking maybe we should say Sanusha, like San Jose. No, let's not do that. Finusha it is. Okay. Our next weekly one-timer. Jägermeister. Why why are we going to talk about this? this. (laughs) Has been renamed as the official shot of the NHL. It went so well last year. It went so well last year, they've re-upped him for another year. Didn't we talk about this in like episode two? Yep. We had nothing else to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) They were the official (laughs) shot of the NHL. Did I even tell you? We didn't know what we were doing. Did I talk about the Corey Perry? Shot? I don't think so. Oh, okay. So I think I've talked about this. Maybe I haven't. But for new listeners. Old listeners. I would occasionally go out with some buddies on Saturday night, and we would watch multiple games at the same time at a local watering hole that would show multiple games. And if Anaheim was playing, this was over the last five or so years, if Anaheim was playing and Corey Perry scored, we'd have to do a Perry fire. Okay. What is a Perry fire? It's a... Prairie, is it Prairie Fire? Is that what the real shot is called? I don't know. I'm not much of a shot. Anyway, guy. I'm. We aren't either, but mm-hmm. we hate Corey Perry. So whenever Corey Perry would score, we'd get all pissed and make ourselves <laughs> do a shot. So <laughs> even if we weren't really watching the game, has that tradition now carried on to the uh, Stars games? We have not. We have not done it this year. I don't think we don't really He's get together that lot, often. So you don't just on. like do that when you're on your couch, like <laughs> by yourself. No, but oh, some, so, sometimes if I see it, he scored, I'll uh, text the boys and. So let wait, know. so what is a Perry fire? Whoever buys them is some nasty oh, shot, shot. Oh, right? So it's not necessarily Jägermeister. No, but oh, okay. so maybe it should be Jägermeister. Personally, I think Jägermeister is kind Dude, of gross. I hate. I do too. So that would be a way of me punishing myself. All right, this episode is brought to you by Jägermeister. <laughs> the Moving official on, shot of the NHL. Our final weekly one-timer. Taylor Hall. His name keeps popping up in trade rumors, which we all know that he's in the final year of his contract. Uh, his coach just got fired in New Jersey, so it feels like he's got a foot out the door. Uh, where do we think he's going? Well, there's some rumors that Colorado's in the mix. Oh. So that would just be bad news for you, but boy, what a team that would be. That would be unbelievable. And I, I think someone's, you told me that Arizona, Arizona, Arizona is also another interesting landing spot for him. Yeah. The, the trick is he's an unrestricted free agent and he's going to command like up to, upwards of $10 million a year. Seven year contract. So if a team brings him in, are they bringing him just as a rental? Or are they are they going to be able to re-sign them? And that that may change what you get back for if you're. If well, you're and a lot of the times in these situations, they do like these conditionals. If they yeah. re-sign, they then, XYZ, then the, the yeah. number three draft pick goes yeah. gets changed to a the number one or the yeah. same year. So now Colorado does have some interesting contract situations upcoming. So you wonder how feasible he would be there long term. Speaking yeah. of which, didn't McKinnon come out this past week and say that he, he would, would take, take yeah, yeah a team friendly deal again if it meant that his team was going to? Man, he's a tough negotiator. He's signaling that early. But, but maybe, that's, agents some, maybe like, that's a signal. Maybe that's a signal like bring Taylor Hall here. I'll yeah, maybe money. we can afford us both. Maybe that's yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> but I, I McCarr, McCarr's contract's going to be up in a couple years, and so that's going to have to be factored in. And 
He's going to be a big money guy. Sidney Crosby, who is McKinnon's best friend, once said that a team-friendly deal only works if everybody does it. So, uh, yeah, which kind of makes sense, right? Did, did, did Ratnan do it? Ratnan's was not bad. It wasn't terrible. Yeah. Right. But it was, like, it was close to Marner's, right? Mm, I don't know. Oh, somewhere. No. That's off-season talk, yeah. Andy. Jeez. Sorry. Or, like, very beginning of the season. Sorry. We're in the quarter, <laughs> quarter post. That's what am I thinking? We close with <laughs> games on the radar. We've, I mean, we definitely talked about Miko Ronsonen's contract at some point but i don't remember and i don't really care that that's much also, so yeah. that's also games the, games on the radar Nico <laughs> <laughs> rodden's contract is also the name of my new band uh <laughs> my game on the radar december 12th edmonton at minnesota oh geez i don't know friend of the pod against the team that i watch all the time so i'm gonna be watching it it's on my radar 5 p.m <clears throat> pacific that day uh andy what do you have i have thursday at 4 p.m okay so same day the islanders of new york uh-huh are Heard down in florida okay to play on the panthers two yeah. teams that are in second place in their respective divisions so that should be a good game yep i've been watching florida a little bit lately they're they seem like they're they're hanging in there with the pretty good a, pretty good despite team the fact that bobrovsky's got a below 900 save percentage yeah but they're fun to watch they're fun to watch barkov is and cool the islanders just keep plugging along man it's just it's I, I just watched them tonight we recorded this they pounded what the tampa bay in tampa bay for like four to one it was pretty impressive but you said they're gonna pounding jägermeister shots well probably after the game oh okay and john your game on the radar uh mine is monday the 16th it's the Oilers at Dallas. And okay. the reason why they're on my radar is I will be at that game. Oh! Yeah. yeah, so. Will you be dropping by to see Friend of the Pod? Uh, we'll see. Uh, but I'm also going to be uh, in Austin for a couple of days and I'm going to check out the Tucson Roadrunners. Mm. Take Texas, on the Texas, Texas Stars. Texas Stars. Nice. Wow. Uh, when we say Friend of the Pod referring to the Oilers, we're talking about Dave Tippett, who was our original guest. Many the OG ago. The first guest. Our first guest. Original guest. I bet you he doesn't know what that means. <laughs> Uh, he might, might he not. Might, he might. This wraps up episode 64 of Sound of Hockey. Thank you again to The Spucky for your wonderful five-star review. Very thought-provoking and, and conversation-inducing. And it made Darren backpedal. I don't know. I thought it defended <laughs> my stance pretty well. And get on soapbox. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what I meant. Good stuff. Hey, make sure to uh, leave your five-star review if you haven't already. Let a text, Darren. Buy your t-shirt, your Crap Weasels t-shirt, and also your Sound limited, of Hockey t-shirt. Limited edition. Limited edition. Limited Limited run. NHL2Seattle.com. Click on the store link. That's where you'll find those t-shirts. Subscribe on Spotify. Subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on Stitcher. We love you all. We'll talk to you all next week for episode 65. Cheers.